Today on the DML News Podcast, liberals say it's the hottest year of all time. Planet Earth is going to burn away. Oh my God, everybody run and hide, say your goodbyes. Plus, Michelle Obama gives a 2024 warning. And what's happening at the border? Well, it's all about votes. We've got these stories and so much more. So get ready because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining Denny and myself today. We've got ourselves a packed, packed show with a lot of video, a lot to go over. First, we're just going to start off and tell you every single day, Ryan makes us these great shakes from Ryan's Cafe. Today is banana, blueberry, almond, peanut butter, 10 pieces of ice, and the lactose-free milk. It's my favorite shake. That's why he made it today. It is fantastic. You've got to have good health. In fact, Do Not Miss Every Single Morning is my new podcast called Best Pals. It's my journey on my way to great health and wellness It shows everything that I've done, everything I continue to do, lost 50 pounds, got rid of the stomach issues, all the other different jazz. Make sure you get that on the DML News app every single day at 7 a.m. That's the exclusive place to get it. The other thing I want to mention uh, is something on Facebook. If we could just make sure we get this on the big screen here. Every day we post on my Facebook page, which has a million and a half people, We post little tiny snippets of this program, great nuggets of gold. I'll give you an example. The difference between Biden's economy and Trump's economy, it's not even a matchup that's fair. Trump dominates. It is a great soundbite. It's on Facebook. It has only eight shares, eight shares. Facebook will do everything possible to ensure that our message, that your message, that the good message, Trump's economy was a great message. These lefties made a fortune off him, but they don't want it out there. You have to make a conscious effort to get into Facebook and hit the share button every time you see one of our videos. That will be the difference between the right message getting out and the left message getting out. And the left message is always the wrong message. So please, please, every day when you go on Facebook, just go to facebook.com slash DML News app and make sure you're sharing our videos, okay? Now, with that being said, we're going to throw a chart up here, up on the board. We want to make sure we take a look at this. Take a look at this chart right now here on the big board. This is from the BBC. We have it where... The line at the top, the red line, is what they're saying represents the heat for January. So now you look at January. January is towards the bottom where it says 13C. That's for 13 degrees Celsius, I guess. Right, Dennis? And now that line starts to go up. If you look at the red, the red is where they're trying to say that in 2023... All of that red shows that it was the hottest period ever since we've been recording this. Dennis, is that the actual details on that? It's an encompassing scope of 2023. And those little gray lines that you see are previous years dating all the way back to 1940. Stay there, actually. Let me, let me show this. So, Dennis, what they're saying right now is that all of this... Starting in the month of, I believe that's pretty much the month of... uh, It was starting around May to June. About May to June. All of this. So when you look at a gray line, that represents the temperatures in years past since 1940 to 2022. So what they're saying with this red line is that all that space there, this is showing that we had more heat in those months than we ever had months before that. Uh, in 1940. Now, what they don't show is that back here in the other months, we have gray lines that are exceeding whatever the degree was during the 2023 year. But they're focusing right here on this and saying that that was extreme heat and now global warming, climate change, no doubt, Dennis, is going to use this report as 
Joe Biden's tool, the lefty's tool for trying to dictate what is the next set of mandates that we're going to have to deal with. Here we go. Yeah. What, 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 what's the details on this? Well, this is why it's good to actually get context you know, when, when they put out stuff like this, because obviously the headlines or even the little posts and tweets about it are encompassing of, oh, it's the hottest year of, of recorded history. Now, what they're trying, the number they're floating about is 2.6 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels, which means anything below uh, the year 1900. As for post-industrial, the last, uh, I guess you could say peak heat uh, record temperatures was in 2016, which is funny because I remember that that summer, it was an exceptionally uh, hotter summer that year. But I think what's important to note is that, like how you said, they're, they're going to try to pin this on um, pollution output, or I should say carbon dioxide output, as well as, you know, uh, human-made climate change, when they also are maybe disregarding other factors, like, for example, uh, you know, it, it was an El, a higher El Nino event last year, which, you know, typically when you have an El Nino, you can expect warmer temperatures, warmer waters, because they're also saying ocean temperatures were exceptionally hotter this year. Uh, we also had a major volcano eruption in the South Pacific. Now, no one talks about that because hardly anyone lives in, in that area of the world. But when you have something like that, that actually can contribute to hotter temperatures throughout the, the rest of those summer months. So you're going to get people like BBC and other outlets trying to paint the picture of, okay, you know, human-made climate change is the reason we're having these hotter months. But, but the, I was going to say, the encompassing output here is that, you know, they're trying to bring in years past where they weren't actually recorded. So how can you actually put that into the forefront of what's been recorded? And not to mention that, as you can see in that, in that divot, that's only half the year where you had those warmer months. Listen, Axios, which is a far-left, far-left organization, right, writes, breaking, the climate of 2023 was the hottest seen in at least 125,000 years. For the first time in instrument records, daily global average temperatures went well above a Paris guardrail Paris climate, uh, whatever that stupid thing is, of two degrees Celsius. Now, Matt Walsh, uh, who I absolutely like, uh, says it has, it is just kind of like we do. He writes, and I agree, the idea that we can precisely measure what the average global temperature was 125,000 years ago is so laughably ridiculous that you immediately lose all credibility on this and every other topic forever if you believe it. You know, I find this incredible, Dennis. We're going to try, as a lefty uh, media-driven country, we're going to try to sell that we're all melting, okay? I live in Florida. You live in Florida, and I have a jacket on. I've been wearing jackets and sweaters for a month and a half. It is so cold in Florida. Do not tell me that we're all melting. Two degrees this way, two degrees that way. This has been and always will be the left's way to try to control everything we do. They tried to do it with COVID, and they saw that, unfortunately for them, COVID wasn't the you know, kill shot that they wanted it to be where it could all be one umbrella of rules. That's what this is. They want to have one global government. In order to have global control, you need to have one global problem. And if you have one global problem, it creates a situation where you can create one global solution. They tried it with the mandates and the vaccines, and when we all caught on to that, that fell off. So now they're back to this garbage about global warming and climate change and everything else that goes around it. Trust me when I tell you 
This is going to be the new thing that they're going to point into your face all the time to control when you can and cannot run your air conditioning, to control what kind of car you do and do not drive, to control when it is and when it is not that you could go on a jet airplane. We're going to talk about airplanes next week, about the disaster that that's become. I mean, my goodness, the, the risk that people are taking today in flying. You took a mayor from a small little town in Indiana, and you put him in charge of transportation, and look what we've had. But getting back to this, this is going to be the left's new attempt, the World Economic Forum's new attempt to try to create a one world governance. You mark my word on this very day today, January 9th, we had January 9th, January 9th, 2024, this was the... 10th, 10th, January 10th, January 10th, sorry, I don't even know the dates, January 10th, 2024, this was the start of the next pandemic. only this time we're talking about the sun, no joke, Joe Biden and the lefties are going to try to create some kind of screen that blocks the sun from the earth, you mark my word, Dennis, last moment on this, and then let's move into 2024 and the border and what's happening here with this upcoming election. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, climate and temperature has been in flux for thousands of thousands of years. You always got to look at, you know, who's doing these studies too. And it, it's a study funded by the European Union. So yeah, maybe this summer was hotter than, than previous summers, but um, to pinpoint that on man-made climate change, is kind of outrageous. And again, you know, if we're going to really look at who the real polluters are here, no one ever likes to take the microscope to China because we know how much, you know, Biden and Europe are beholden to China. You know, we see Joe, uh, John Kerry always going on another jet to go talk about climate change, the existential threat. Uh, we have this thing called Zoom. If you really want to cut down on emissions and you want to try to do your part in saving the globe, why aren't you just doing a Zoom meeting? Why do you got to get on that plane that's going to burn all that fuel? And why do you have to go plus the expense to the American taxpayer? The left, this is always BS. I am telling you, they are trying to find that one thing that they can say, hey, listen, you need to stay in your house. You cannot come outside. If you come outside, you are taking the, the earth in your own hands, we're not going to allow you to do it, and they're going to throw you into jail. That's, that's what they're trying to do. Mark my word, that is what the left is trying to do. Tonight, Trump, no doubt, is going to be presented with this question. They're going to bring up this chart. They're going to bring up this story. Tonight, also, on another, <laughs> on another network, you'll have uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis going head-to-head in a one-on-one debate. They will be asked this question. Watch to listen. Watch to listen what these candidates have to say. I'm hoping, I'm betting that Trump will say this is all voodoo BS. I'm hoping DeSantis will do the same thing. Nikki Haley, no way, because she's a globalist. And they're going to talk about this like the left wants them to talk about. If I were on that stage, I would say it's absolute voodoo. The world is basic, the, 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 the sun and the world and the universe, we've created who, who are we to create what the temperature is? Who are we to create what January is versus what December is? This is man-made stuff. The globe and the world and the sun and how God and the universe, we can't control that at all. And so the idea that we're destroying the planet is absolute BS. It really is, Dennis, to your point. Let's move over to the border. Because this is another one of those lefty created chaoses. It's a project chaos is what I'm calling it today. Project chaos, Biden's project chaos. The left is looking to flood this country with people who are going to vote left. They're going to come here poor, they're going to stay poor, and they're going to need the freebies from the United States of America in order to be able to survive. And therefore, they will vote blue, and that is what Obama is doing, fundamentally transforming this country with numbers that we have never seen before. Now, with that being said, we're going to start off here with a video in a second. We're going to play for you a video 
between um, Democrat. I, I don't know which, uh, which, which senator is this, uh, Jerry something or another, but the Democrat is wearing the mask, <laughs> right? And then we've got, uh, we've got the Speaker Johnson talking about how it is that the left is absolutely using illegal aliens crossing the border to sway future elections. Listen to this video. Non-citizens uh, have not been eligible to vote in New York or, for, as far as I know, in any other state uh, since the 19th century. That's not true. The New York City Council voted in December to allow this. It begins January 9, 2023. Cities in Vermont and Maryland already allow this, and similar measures are under consideration in Illinois, Maine, and, and uh, Massachusetts right now. Mr. Gentleman, will you? Yes. Uh, I believe those are um, considerations of allowing votes in municipal elections only. Right, but but th th thank you, that's the point. <laughs> Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're gonna turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks, that's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open, that's why they've dropped it. Look, I, I respect Ms. Loughran and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll, I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. <laughs> it is not, and consideration is being given to uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York, and I believe in, uh, in uh, the capital city of Vermont, I forget which that is, uh, but it, as, as much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not the entire country. But, Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. This is what's going on, folks, at home. If you're trying to figure this out, if you're scratching your heads, you're seeing the video, you see droves of people, 2.4 million people coming over the border illegally, the president allowing, the Democrats in charge of Congress are allowing it. The deal is they're going to turn them into voters. You just heard it. They don't have any problem with that. They celebrate it. Here's the deal. We have a problem with it. The Constitution has a problem with it. American elections should be decided by American citizens. That's it. That's what, that's what this is about. That's why we're jumping up and down and screaming, my friends on the video who are commenting about this. That's why we're so upset, because our constituents are, 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 are frightened that we are losing our country. We're losing our security or losing our sovereignty because we're going to allow people from 160 different countries around the world to come in here and decide our elections. That's it. Here it is on record. You all heard. Dennis, what's your take on that? You know, it, it's it's just kind of showing how ugly the soul of the U.S. government has gotten over over these last few decades, especially when it comes to immigration. Uh, th there is no doubt in my mind that everything Johnson just said there is true. Why else bring all these people who are unvetted, uh, no background check, uh, to come on through? Uh, it's obvious. It, it's 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 for voting. In fact, I mean, you know, maybe let me take 60 seconds here to read you this story because this kind of goes into the grander portrait of what we're doing by allowing these people in. Uh, this was a big exclusive that we actually put on the, the app today. On December 12th, Melissa Powell and her 16-year-old son, Reardon, were killed when a drunk driver identified as Jose Guadalupe Minjavier Alas slammed into their vehicle. That was nearly four weeks ago. Now the rest of the story has finally been exposed. Alas is a 37-year-old citizen from El Salvador, and he has been previously deported four times from the U.S. CBS News has, had earlier reported that he has also had five drinking and driving-related convic convictions on his record dating all the way back to 2007. Now what's really sad about this story is, that, as I said, it happened a few weeks ago slams into this mom and, and son who she just picked up her son from school and all the news and media reports on it but what they don't report is that he is an illegal immigrant his status is that he is an illegal and that again, was deported four times four times june 2009 june 2012 november 2014 and january 2015 and he's had five dui convictions in boulder county and in denver county so you know the question becomes like how is someone like that allowed to continuously come back in, literally up, upheave an entire family's life by killing their mother and, and their son? You know, there's two siblings now without their brother. It, it, it's heartbreaking. And there's a GoFundMe set up 
you know, in, in, in their name. And it just, you know, again, the, the Allah's guy or whatever, whatever his name was, you know, he's obviously extremely responsible. I mean, he's a drunk. He, he was found with beer cans in his truck when, when they caught him. But you have to wonder, like, how is this being allowed to happen? And it's by people like Alejandro Mayorkas just allowing it to happen unfettered. It's, it's, well, this, ulti- it's heart- ultimately, ultimately it, it comes down on the shoulders of Joe Biden. And we're going to play another video right now of Joe Biden back in 2008, or I'm sorry, 2007, when he was on the campaign for Barack Obama running as vice president. Now, keep in mind something. Uh, what we're about to play with Joe Biden sounds like a totally different human being. And there's a little chart, you'll see it on the video. It shows that the encounters under Obama was 5 million, Trump was a little over 4 million, and so far for Biden, it's 12 million. Okay, 12 million, he's got 12 million, and he has not spent as long as any of those two other men spent in office. Here is that video. Listen to Joe Biden. It makes sense that no great nation can be in a position where they can't control their borders. It matters how you control your borders, not just for immigration, but it matters for drugs, terror, a whole range of other things. So that's the first sort of truism. The second truism is that that this nation is such that people in the country should have the first opportunity to be able to have jobs that pay well and have jobs that are decent and that after that, the second crack goes to what we may need from other parts of the world or, other, or, or any other input. We have to. We have to. And I had been arguing for, when I'm back in my days as chairman of the Judiciary Committee and straight through as the leader of the Foreign Relations Committee, I've been arguing for the need to put more protection at our borders meaning that you have more border guards. This president, refusing to add the number of border guards, now said he has to send the, send the National Guard down. He, he vetoed. He, he was against adding the number of border guards. I only can suggest the reason he was is because he needed that money for his tax cuts that were unnecessary. Well, there you go. So there's Joe Biden sounding almost as a normal human being who really is outlining only some of the problems with illegal immigration at the border. At the time, George Bush was the president. He was a nightmare at the border. So Biden had every right to criticize him as far as I'm concerned, blames it on, uh, well, I guess he didn't put the National Guard down there. I guess he didn't spend the money on the border because he was looking to, to save that money for the tax cuts. Hold on, wait a second then what is your excuse, Joe Biden? Because you have more apprehensions than both Barack Obama and Donald J. Trump combined in their 12 years. You have more by a large margin. So what's his excuse? His excuse, as far as I'm concerned, should be, we are looking to fundamentally transform this country, and I've been used as the puppet. I'm, de- I'm declining everything that I ever said of common sense before in my life, and I'm putting up right now what it is at the political machine of Barack Obama, China, and all the elitists on a global level want me to do so this way we can lower the strength of the United States of America long term. That's what this is all about, Dennis. And when you flood the nation with illegal aliens and you allow them to do basically whatever you want, there's no ID in how many different states in order to vote. You need no ID. Just need to show up and vote. It, it definitely translates back to, you know, there are uh, smart, evil people and then there are dumb, evil people. Uh, you know, Biden is notoriously a dumb, evil person. Uh, a very big story this week is obviously the defense secretary, Austin, going to the hospital, what, a week and a half ago? Doesn't tell Biden, doesn't tell anyone. There's no leadership there. I think their last full staff meeting was like back in October. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he, I mean, he's competent in that video clip because that was 2007, but now, you know, he could probably barely put his pants on. So who's really pulling the strings? It's obviously Barack Obama. There was even reports just saying uh, Biden's about to go meet with Obama because Obama's got concerns about Trump. So when it comes to the fundamental transformation, 
This is definitely by a, a Obama design plan. And when you do have an influx like that, you always ask the question, and Mike Johnson posed it in that video, uh, why are we just flooding and flooding and flooding? We don't have the resources. We don't have the necessities to, to understand and track these people. They, they literally go in untracked. They get deported four to five times, and, and we wonder how is this allowed Dennis, to happen? There, there, was, there, was a, there was a girl named Kate Steinle. Your sister and I went to San Francisco. We saw the bench in San Francisco. We had an illegal alien who had been deported seven times, was in San Francisco, returned, took a gun, stole a gun from a Border Patrol car, and shot the gun and killed Kate Steinle, who was just having a walk on a dock with her father. So it's the same sort of story you just told different. One was with a gun and one was with alcohol. The problem we have on a national scale is that people don't understand how much illegal immigration costs they don't understand the problems that come along with it because unless it's happening on their own street, they don't get it. And of course, they don't understand. They, they hear, oh my God, my insurance rates are up 25%. What the hell's going on over here? Oh my God, my son and my daughter isn't getting the, the, the same grades they were getting in school. They can't spell their name correctly. What the hell's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The illegal aliens in this country are causing your insurance rates to go up. They're causing your children not to be taught what they need at school. And people don't know this because the Biden administration is getting covered by the media and then the Biden administration puts up people like Mayorkas, who's going to lie through his teeth to the American people. We got another video right here, which is going to play, that was just this week. Mayorkas telling the American people that it's not easy to get to America if you're a migrant. And it's just total lies. Listen to this. Specifically in December, they come with no address to go to, and they're coming because they're being released. What are the consequences that are going to be taken with this migrants? that are being released, and especially the ones that are coming because they see that it's easy to get here? Well, uh, first of all, I would, um, uh, I would take issue with your characterization that it is easy to get to the United States. I think we all know very well the perilous journey uh, that migrants take in the hands of ruthless smugglers who don't care about their well-being. They care only about making a profit. That perilous journey has been uh, uh, reported and has been shared with us as Border Patrol agents interview uh, migrants. Um, it is very important to understand that when an individual is released, they are released into immigration enforcement proceedings where they can make a claim under the laws that Congress has passed. And if their claim does not succeed, they are removed and they are subject to a five-year ban on admission. Okay. Let's call the BS, first of all. If the travel over to the United States was so dangerous where you're going to wind up dead and there's no way you should ever do it, why are we getting 12 million people doing it if it's that dangerous? Okay, no doubt it's dangerous, but you're not going to get killed. You want to know why you're not going to get killed? Because the cartels see you as a cash register. They're going to take the five grand, the 10 grand, the 12 grand. Yes, some women are going to get raped. And yes, some little boys are going to get raped. And yes, some migrants are going to get their asses kicked until they wind up giving over more money. But each, and, each single one of them, Dennis, take that journey knowing it. Because at the end of that very easy journey to get over into the United States of America, you now are at Disneyland. And unlike you and I going to Disneyland, where it's going to cost us $1,000 for the day, they wind up getting the free ticket. They're taking the houses, they're taking the hotels, the motels, they're getting the free EBD cards, they're dropping their kid. You know, Momalita is dropping a kid right there in the emergency room. You're paying for the whole thing, I'm paying for the whole thing, and now we've got a new U.S. citizen. And that's why when you go to the shopping, I remember your mother used to say to me all the time back when we lived in East Hampton, which is flooded with illegal aliens, she would say, it's unbelievable. I'm sitting online paying for groceries, and the woman in front of me who can't speak one iota of English rips out an EBT card, and she's getting basically most of her groceries for free. 
but she's got a little tiny Latino baby right there in the carriage, and that's why, because she's got a U.S. citizen, and then she gets that EBT card. It is the biggest scam that is allowed to take place, and it takes place every single day by the tens of thousands, and these people are going to look us in the face and pretend as if it's not happening? My God. And then you'll wonder why we can't win this next election. And we're going to play another video right now, Dennis. This is of Michelle Obama. You brought up Obama. Obama's meeting with Biden because he's got concerns about Trump. Yeah, here's Michelle Obama in a video, only lasts 28 seconds, foreshadowing what it is that you can guarantee you're going to hear for the next couple of months from the Democrats about how dangerous <laughs> MAGA, white people, Make America Great Again is, and of course, Donald J. Trump. That's the concern of the day. Here's Michelle Obama on some who knows what podcast telling you what keeps her up at night. It's Donald J. Trump. The things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that I, sometimes I think people take for granted. Dennis, let me ask you a question. Here's Michelle Obama, her and her husband now reportedly worth $70 million. Amazing how they made so much money after they wound up destroying the United States of America. But here's the question I have. If Donald J. Trump is so horrible, and you and I just did the podcast this week about how great the, the economy was under Trump, where minorities, people of color, everybody else making a fortune, home ownership up, everybody getting bonuses, wasn't that bad, huh? If he was so bad and people hated him so much, why is she up at night? Wouldn't you guess that the United States of America would just downright reject Donald J. Trump, yet he's up in the polls, both against DeSantis, who is an all-star governor, Nikki Haley, who's a woman, and Biden, who basically is a skeleton walking up and down the halls of the White House. Why is she afraid? Because she knows Donald J. Trump offers real policies for this country. Totally. It's funny. That podcast she was on, it was supposed to be about mental health, and in classic Obama fashion, you know, she projects her politics and it's no doubt that that was her subtle messaging to try and get people scared of the big bad Donald when in reality I think she and Barack are scared because they're realizing that you know their schemes have been kind of caught on by the American people uh, still not a lot of questions answered about their chef dying a few months ago <laughs> and uh, you know she she's kind of you know everyone who kind of props her up as the alternative to Biden in case you know he doesn't make it I think that's so far-fetched. I don't really think she has the comprehension to pull off fake leadership. So, you know, she, her, her job at this point is to do the fear-mongering of, oh, if Donald's back in office, democracy's going to die. Listen, make no mistake what Michelle and Barack Obama are doing. Michelle Obama is loving her celebrity status. She feels like she's as big as, uh, you know, Taylor Swift. What's, is that her name? What's, what's that? Taylor Swift, did I get that right? Yeah, Taylor Swift. I mean, she thinks... You know, she's one of the most famous people in the world right now. She's monetizing it up and down. Obama has also come to recognize that he doesn't need the stress and the BS of being the president of the United States. There's more power in being Barack Obama on the outside, pulling the strings and not having to deal with the crap of the media every single day. There's more strength of going around the world, making a fortune for yourself and hanging out with all the big names at the World Economic Forum. The next, you know, nobody ever wants to go downward. Nobody, you know, so somebody say, hey, uh, President Trump, why don't you run for governor of Florida? You know you'd win. Nobody wants to go down. Everybody wants to go up. So if you're Barack Obama and you were the leader of the United States of America, what is the next natural step up? You become the leader of the entire world. And the way you do that is you use things like climate change, you take a smart country filled with people that look like you and me, and you fill it up with migrants who can't speak a lick of English and need free stuff. The Obama Fundamental Transformation Plan is given to us every day right in front of us, and yet nobody's stopping it, and it's allowed to happen 
full force because that's what the control agents in China, the World Economic Forum, the elitists, and the Democrats, that's what they want. Until this country is dead and on its back, these people are not going to be happy. Now, with that being said, I've been around for a long time, and I've seen what's been going on in the last two weeks. And I'm very confident, Dennis, that now based on these videos that we're playing, we're going to play another video now in two seconds. Based on what I'm seeing, I'm telling you, the message for the Democrats this year isn't going to be about the economy. It isn't going to be about COVID. It's going to be about white supremacy and how it is that people like you, me, Donald J. Trump, your brother, and all the other different friends and associates that we have are the existential threat to American life as we've known it. That's going to be the message. They're going to try to get all the minorities, because Lord knows we're, flood we're flooded with them now, all the minorities to vote against the white guy who's the mean guy, Donald J. Trump, and all of his followers like us, because we're going to destroy those people. They're going to look to get those people out in force because that's what they believe is the difference to win this election. Even when you look at an independent who's, whether they're white, black, whatever, they're going to say, hey, man, it's my money I'm worried about. My business is suffering. They're going after the migrants. They're going after the recent immigrants. They're going after all the low-level people. That's what they're doing. Here's proof in the pudding. Here is Joe Biden giving a speech at the church. Listen to what he says about the big, bad white people. On June 17, 2015, the beautiful souls, five survivors and five survivors, invited a stranger into this church to pray with them. The word of God was pierced by bullets and hate, of rage, propelled by not just gunpowder, but by a poison. Poison has for too long haunted this nation. What is that poison? White supremacy. Oh, it is. It's a poison. Throughout our history, it's ripped this nation apart. It says no place in America. Not today, tomorrow, or ever. So Joe Biden goes into a black church that was, you know, attacked by a white person. And he's going to say that it was not just the gunpowder, of course, you know, gun control, gun control, but it was the big, bad white person. You know what Joe Biden doesn't do? He never goes into Chicago and says, hey, those 42 people that were killed this weekend on top of the 35 that were killed the weekend before and the 27 that were the before and the 53 before that, all the blacks killing the blacks with illegal guns, never talks about that. Only talks about the one-off guy who goes because he's mentally insane and, or he is generally a racist and kills a couple of people. But you know what? That's the minority, but let's go after that and make it as if it's the majority. Let's make Dennis and Dennis and Ryan and everybody else and Trump guilty by association because our skin is the same color. He doesn't even mention the trans shooters. You know, we had a major one in Nashville last year and then the recent one, uh, I believe, in Iowa. Uh, they, they found out he was basically in that same uh, culprit set of the LGBTQ ideology. But it... To your point, he is the master race-baiter race here. Oh. Uh, it's been something his entire career where he tried, even when he was competent, you could see when he would try to just always pinpoint white people as this you know, evil sector of Americans that are making sure that everyone else can't succeed or have a normal life. And you know, if, I, if I'm someone at that church, the last thing I want to hear is him just try and divide us even more. And I think maybe even in that crowd, they were kind of like, you know, because I think he got booed at that event at some point. Oh, um, by the Palestinian well, uh, protesters. Yeah, or whatever. it's just, but you know, my hope is that people would at least have some kind of higher IQ to realize what he's doing. No, and, and so I'm going to play another video right now. It only lasts a couple of seconds. So listen to what he says about the house of the black man and the house of the white man. All right. Now remember, he's in Charleston, South Carolina, talking to a church filled with mostly African Americans. Listen to this. So a home owned by today, a home owned by a black family on one side of a highway built by the same builder on the other side of the highway and a white guy living in it, the white guy's home is valued more than the black guy's. No, I, I know you know it. But guess what? That's how you build generational wealth. So let's just go down this real quick, Dennis, because I'm very interested in this. So his claim here is that you can take a builder who's building the same home, put a house up for a black man on one side of the highway, then on the other side of the highway for the white man, and the white man's house is automatically going to be 
worth more money than that of the black man's house. Let's just put a couple things into perspective because unlike Joe Biden, we've lived on a highway. And when we lived on the highway, we were south of the highway. And then there was a guy across the street who had a house and a lot. And he was not, I can't even remember where he very much, but he was an immigrant who came over. His property was worth more than ours, even though I'm the white man. Now, you want to know why his property was worth more? Because he was north of the highway, which was more advantageous because it was closer to the beach than my house south of the highway. So there goes that out the window. Don't tell me that because I'm a white guy, my house automatically is more uh, worth more money than the guy across the street because he's a minority. That's just BS. Another reason why those house values could be different, if indeed they are different, is because uh, it could be school districting. The people who live on the north side of the highway, let's say the white guy, all right, his school district is a better school district than the guy who's on the left-hand side of the, the highway, which is the black guy. Now, why is that? I'll tell you why it is. Because I bet you if you look at the demographics of the white guy's neighborhood, most of the fathers are home. If you look at the demographic of the black guy on that side of the, the neighborhood, most of the fathers aren't there. We know the statistics. We know the fatherless problem that is there in the black community. And therefore, what happens? You get these kids, these unruly kids, going to school. They're not learning. They're barely getting taught. They're beating the crap out of their teachers. They got bringing in guns. They're bringing in knives. You got gang culture. You go to the white school, and well, they're trying not to do those sort of things. You know, not that white schools are perfect, but at the same time, if you look at the crime and look who's killing each other, it's on the black side. You know what you don't hear? I mean, Vermont, Vermont is a carry, you could carry your gun. It's a constitutional carry. I think you have to have a permanent concealed carry in Vermont. You do not every single weekend hear how it is that cities in Vermont have it where white men were killing white men. But if I take you to Chicago, if I take you to East St. Louis, if I take you to LA, if I take you to any of these predominantly black neighborhoods, that's what you get. They're killing each other. So you know what? There's a reason why that house is worth less across the street than it is for the white guy across the street. Multiple reasons, and that doesn't always have to do with color. It could do with also crime statistics and who carries out those crimes. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I agree. With, with wrapping things up here, it, there's a host of different factors that contribute to why a house's value is more than the other. But again, a, a classic Biden talking point is, okay, how do I almost get the black population a little more rallied up? And it's by just, you know, pointing uh, devilish bullet points on, on every uh, white factor. You know, oh, the white house, uh, white house, the white man's house is always going to be more valuable than the black man's house. That's racism. It's, you know, he, he does it almost like as a, a headline grabber than adding any context such as, uh, you know, crime or school districting. Sometimes it's environmental, you know, coastal house compared to something inland or in a flooding region or non-flooding. So, you know, but again, Joe's never going to go into that side of things. He just has to make it a black, a black versus white issue. Well, we are, we're going to wrap up the show here, but I want to, I want to, I want to punch home here for the next five minutes. Why we called today Project Chaos. We started you off with climate change and the BS that that's going to happen there with this new report. And somebody should audit that report, by the way. Secondly is we showed you about the border and basically they're saying, hey man, we want the free votes. We know we're going to get the free votes. And now one of the most craziest things I've ever seen in my 54 and a half years as an American citizen, Israel has forever been our ally. And the United States of America has always taken a strong position against terrorism and terrorists. That is, of course, until Barack Obama started to sympathize with terror and terrorists. With that in mind, I cannot believe the sort of protests that I see in this country where people are pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, and anti-Jew in the sense that they want the Jewish people in Israel ripped, and I mean ripped, from the map. So right here, we're going to play only a four-second video. This is Hamas releasing a short video of young girls that they have as hostages. Just take a look at this as I talk. Ryan's going to play it over me. I mean, it is just, how do you do that to these young girls? Putting them up against the wall and just scaring the hell out of them and using them as tools to try to get what you want? 
Well, who would protect that sort of thing? Who would defend that sort of thing? I'll tell you who would. The people who vote for the Democrats do. This is New York City. This is a 52-second video. We're only going to give you the first 30 seconds of it. The pro-Palestinian army is literally shutting down traffic in New York at bridges and tunnels. Take a look at this patheticness and ask yourself, if these were MAGA people, if these were MAGA people protesting against whatever it is they thought was going on, would this be allowed to happen? Absolutely not. Take a look at this. People are getting out of their cars. From the sea to the river. Now that is code. We've talked about that already on this program. That is code for the absolute elimination of the state of Israel. They want it gone from the sea to the river. Now on top of that, you want to talk about grossness. I'm going to play another video here. We're just It's 28 seconds, just real quick. This is more destruction of the United States of America. This is actually a cemetery for veterans in Los Angeles, 85,000 veter- veterans dead, fighting for this country, buried, and this is what these pro-Palestinian uh, sympathizers are doing to a cemetery. Take a look at this. It is disgusting. It is anti-American. I can't, this is Joe Biden. I can't believe that this is allowed. These people should be arrested. They should be thrown into jail. I mean, come on. We just had a naval officer, Dennis. We had a naval officer who just got convicted for 27 months for helping Chinese spy on the U.S. 27 months. But the January 6th protesters, some of these guys have gotten, what, 10 years? I mean, good God, talk about the uh, lady justice. There's no balance anymore. No, uh, it's it's happened in the U.S. It's even Canada. You know, uh, in in Canada, uh, when the truckers were protesting the vaccine, you know, they were demonized. They had their GoFundMe stripped. And yet when you see the Palestinians protesting there, they're given coffee by the cops. You know, they're taking pictures with the cops and, and anyone that questions it gets arrested. And now it's kind of the same process here, just a few shades different, but not really. You know, you see it in New York, seen in D.C. Luckily, you don't really see it in Florida, but you see all these Palestinian protesters stopping, you know, traffic, uh, doing things on the highway to prevent people from getting to work or wherever they need to go. And I say it, I, I will always say the same thing with these protesters. Drop them in Gaza and see how long they last and see how long they really want to start pushing the you know, pro-Hamas messaging. Until you start arresting these people and holding them accountable, they're going to continue to do what they're doing. Just like Black Lives Matter was allowed to burn cop cars, burn down municipal buildings, kill people, do whatever they wanted to, and get away with it, this is the same thing that is now happening here with this Hamas uh, sympathizing that is going around the country. And I'm going to play a video here. We're going to end this with this video. Imagine being a man who has to get home to his daughter. She's, you know, school is ending. You got to get home to your kid. And you can't get home. To, traffic in New York is bad enough. But you can't get home to your kid because these idiots are sitting in the middle of the road causing nothing but chaos. Project Chaos. Take a listen to what this man says. He gets out of his car and takes matters into his own hands. Here's the video. You're disrupting traffic, idiots. Can't do that. That's against the law. Oh, I'm not gonna run you over. Get away from my car, bro. Okay, go. Go. 
So basically, Dennis, these people don't give a rat's ass about anybody and what they've got going on. You know, if there's a person there having a heart attack, doesn't matter. They're going to sit there for people who are actually molesting women, raping women, treating them like maggots, chopping babies' heads off. This is the new America that we have. Now, God bless that man for getting out of the car, doing exactly what it is that everybody should be doing. You know what? These people want to stop you? Get out of that car and do what that man did. Here's the problem. He'll get away with it because the color of his skin. God bless him. You and I get out of that car? We've got the FBI at our house tomorrow on hate crimes investigating why it is that we put our hands on that man's chest to push him back. That's the, that's the country we live in right now. It's Dennis. absurd. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, all those protesters, there's a common theme there. Uh, all masks masks and most of them are white. White liberals. White li- Most white, dangerous person in the white world. White overweight liberals. If yeah. you notice, you know, they, yeah. they, they don't care for their bodies, but they'll care for uh, Hamas and, and the Palestinians that could literally care less about them. So That's it for us. Great job, Brian, today with all the videos. Thank you, Ashley, with the extra video uh, filming. Denny, excellent job. Thank you for joining us. Remember the following. A, please download the DML News app. Please download it. Just share all the articles, share these podcasts, share the little videos, especially at the beginning of the, of the show as we showed you the amount of work and everything else we're trying to do to put the word out. Facebook knows how powerful we were in 2016. They almost lost it again in 2020. Now where everybody's watching over them and the best way to do it, not censor you, just don't give you any reach. You need to go in and hit the share button every single time. It's up to you to get the message out. That's it for us. Great shake today, Ryan. Until the next time, may God bless you, your family, this country, which is in deep, deep pain. Project Chaos has got to come to an end. You have a great day. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.